What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack the second you sign up. They'll send them out in the post here. And you can't catch Corona from the post. All you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery, and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time. Sign up now at beer52.com slash word. That's our exclusive link. That's B-E-E-R 52.com slash W-O-R-D. You'll claim your free case of beer, and for every person that signs up via that link only, they slide us a little bit of money. That supports the podcast. It helps us out. It's win-win. So do us a favour. Pause the pod here. Go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Now, I'm getting the word not. Oh. Ja! Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside. How about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel like podcasting with video on YouTube, on social media at Have a Word Pod. You are listening to the funniest podcast in the game. Have a Word. Shut down dailies. Let's get through this mess together. <laughs> I am craving a McDonald's. <laughs> Wondered where that was going. Wondered <laughs> what it was going to be. We've we've craved gigs. We've craved the company of our friends and loved ones. Third down the list, Mackie fucking D's. I've been eating so much better for like a week now. You no bet. takeaways. <laughs> been three meals a day. No snacks. And I've just woke up today and I want to eat shit, but I don't want shitty pizza food. I've had so much Chinese in the past month or so that I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see a Chinese person for a fucking while, mate, okay? Ooh. Unless they're saving me 20 nuggets and a fucking Big Mac. I, uh, I, want I love it how your body's trying to, it's you're trying to reject healthy eating. Your body's like, whoa. <laughs> you know, some people are like, I've eaten shit for so long, I just need vegetables. Laura does that occasionally. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, fuck off and eat a sprout. But uh, I love it how you, you're just like me. It's the same. Like, you're like, I've, eat, I've eaten really well. I just want some shit. I want some nasty shit. Fucking oh, upset me. Nasty shit. Oh, well, I just say right now, if McDonald's come back next week or the week after, McDonald's are on the way back. We know that. We know they're coming back before the Premier League does. I've accepted this, okay? Right. If the Big Tasty is not on the menu, I'm <gasps> going to burn the place to the fucking ground. I don't think that's going to get you what you want long term, is it? <laughs> right. We're going to have a restricted menu. Have For how long? A fucking week. <laughs> a fucking week! Jay, get the paraffin! Right, if you just... Surely you can do some version of a Mackie D's. It's almost like learning to walk again. No, 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 Start no, no. with a fucking simple a fucking one. Little, just because you're a parent now, don't be doing the. We've got burgers at home. Fuck off. Oh, I didn't you mean that. You cannot replicate oh. McDonald's in your house. That's it. Fuck me. I am never going to be that guy. Like, if, if Etta's like, <laughs> this doesn't taste real, I'm like, no, it doesn't, darling. Throw it out the fucking window. Get in the car. We'll get the real shit. I'm, I'm the biggest child in the house. What I mean was, if they're on a restricted menu, and I feel your pain on this, could you not ease... Like, the Big Tasty's not available for two weeks. They're doing, like, a restricted menu. Is there something that could just, you know... Yeah, look, I'll be honest with you. I could make do with a Big Mac or three double cheeseburgers at the minute. I could. Yeah. But I don't want to. I no, want, no, 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 no. I want a big tasty with bacon with just cheese, bacon, and sauce. Right. That's my order. Yeah. 
No, no lettuce, no tomato. Oh yeah, none of those fucking massive raw onions. The only onions I like from McDonald's are the little diced ones you get on a Big Mac or a double cheeseburger. Yeah, those big chunky cunts that you get on the quarter pounders and that. I've got no time. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, I don't want a quarter of an onion on a fucking burger. Audible. I like it how I like it. Like basically. McDonald's make it like onion cocaine. They just chop, 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 yes. chop, 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 and you can just snort it off the burger. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> yeah, I um, I just don't understand people who have like tomatoes and lettuce and shit on their mackies. It's like you're not eating healthy. You're in McDonald's. Get it as bad as you possibly can. No I one's want. judging. No one's just, judging. Geez. No one's in Mackey's like, oh my God, he didn't even get lettuce on his burger. Oh my God. He's just inhaled 24 mozzarella cheese sticks, but he hasn't got lettuce on his fucking burger. What an animal. If McDonald's was open right now and and they had their full menu and I could choose, I want a large, big, tasty meal. Yeah. Just cheese, bacon and sauce. Yeah. I want a large Coke with no ice with it. I want a box of 20 chicken nuggets. 20... All right, good. Which family and are you want, feeding? Go on. And I want a McFlurry. Oh, Jesus. The old Fluzz Dogs. I want a Smarties McFlurry, but with toffee sauce. I'll pay the 20p, not asked. I want toffee sauce in me Smarties McFlurry. Oh, the toffee sauce from the Caramel Sunday. Yeah. Oh, my mum was into those. She was like, let's go to McDonald's. We'll have a treat. And then she, we'd, we'd get like chips or whatever and a milkshake and she'd get one of those. And then we'd be like, can we have some of that? And she was like, no, this is just for me. She decided it was just a mum treat and that we couldn't have it because I think it's essentially <laughs> liquid fucking glucose in it. So you're just off your tits. So it's probably a good choice on her. I've, I didn't know that they could take that liquidy toffee and put it on something else. Well, they can. And sometimes they like to pretend that they can't. You'll get to the drive through sometimes and be like, you're like, love, can I have a Smarty McFlurry, please, with some toffee sauce? And like, oh, I'm really sorry. We don't do toffee sauce in it. And I go, you can, though, can't you? You can yeah. go over and you can just put the toffee sauce in. So could you just do that? No, because we'd have to charge extra for that. Well, char- charge me for another McFlurry if you want. Charge me for the toffee sundae. Yeah. Charge me two quid. And you know the you know you know just as you're about to put the ice cream in the toffee sundae, fucking in the bin. <laughs> Take this. I'm sure this is a tenacious D bit when he's like, "I'm trying to lose some weight. I want six chicken nuggets. Take three. Throw them away. Fucking throw them away. That'd be amazing if you were like take the ice cream right, get the toffee in just before you're about to get the ice cream. Fucking don't put it on the floor. Then clean it up later. Give me me toffee, bitch. Oh yeah. Oh man, I like how you think. I love fucking tinker not fussing tinkering I, I i've talked to you about my friend claire before who when we go to pizza express it gets to the point when you can see me and the waiter are just like oh my god i'm like can i have like the polo forza she's like the spicy chicken on a romana that's what i want sometimes no i don't know it's just fucking great i'll just leave it at that and then she's like can i have a vegan uh dairy free and um, one of the from that range and i'm um, no tomatoes and even though there's no tomatoes on it she has to say it because she's so allergic to, to tomatoes i think she's got a slight intolerance and then she takes things off and then she adds it on and you can see halfway through the thing the guy going fuck me i should have stayed at university what am i doing in my life because he's having to deal with and is it definitely bread and it's not and okay no one breathes on it do they and uh, and then she complains I, afterwards say, that there's not enough of it. I ca- I can't be doing with that. That's I, well I annoying. Pain, but I can dwarf your pain, right? Because when I go with Jade, she makes me do that on her behalf. Oh, uh, so she'll be like, right? I want I want the like this is before she's vegan, right? So she'll be like, I want the gammon, and it says you can have egg or pineapple. You can have two two eggs or two, but I want one egg and I want one pineapple, but I want the egg like well done. I don't want it to be runny because if it's runny, I'll think, is this undercooked? So make sure you tell them that I want the egg well done, but the pineapple, I want that underdone. I still want that to be like fruit and softy and I want me chips, but I don't want me chips to be burnt. So like 20 seconds before they usually take them out the fryer, take them out then. Me gammon, I want half of it well done and the other half a bit chewy so I can tell the difference. And I'm like, right, okay, well, all I want is a steak pie and chips. <laughs> so why don't you go to the fucking till? 
I don't know you. I don't know your uh, your pin number. My card is on your phone for contactless. Go and do it. No, I don't like talking to strangers, do I? So can't you go and do it? I'll be like, right, I'll fucking go. And I do don't it. like embarrassing myself in front of strangers. <laughs> I don't like boring a stranger to death. So it goes both oh. ways. And I'll come back and be like, right. She's like, did you say it all? Yeah. And I'm like, here's your drink. She's like, I said no ice in me Coke. Can you not fucking listen to anything I say? I'm like, you gave me a three and a half hour fucking monologue to tell to the fucking waitress. Oh, it drives me fucking up the wall. This is why, and I think it's a really good theory. I think I had that old bit about first dates, about how you make it all nice and you, you, you're on your best behaviour and you do something really fun and it's completely artificial and it's total bullshit and it's not a real testing ground of whether you're going to get on in a real relationship. That, that behaviour, that, right, this is how I want my chips, that literally the full fucking list of details. No one ever does that on a first date. They're like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. I'll have a number 22. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a half portion because I just want to leave space for some duke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they never do that. I think everyone should be like, right, here's all my bullshit. First date. First date. This is all my bullshit. I'm going to order like Rain Man. I am going to fart in the bed. That's coming right now. First date. First time we shag. <sniffs> yeah. Get on board. This is the fucking future. If you want to fucking ride the train, it's going to stink as shit. And that is a, a, that exact example of that first date artificialness. Only a person in a very long-term, comfortable, overly comfortable relationship will be like, Adam, can you say all this? I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's so unattractive. Boy, I tell you what I do like. I like tinkering. I like the engineering of you going on a McFlurry but I want one of the ingredients from another thing that I know is right next to the fucking McFlurry machine and I want you to use your initiative. One day you'll get that second star, Darren, and I want you to <laughs> stick that fucking toffee sauce in there and become a maverick. Let's challenge society. Let's break the mold, Darren. Live, Darren. I want to live with you. And then, and then he's like, I can't. But I love that. Like when in Manchester, the food court on Market Street you used to go up an escalator and I, I absolutely loved it because really small food court. So there was like a pizza hut, small little pizza hut counter, a McDonald's counter, a KFC counter. And if there wasn't queues, you were like there on a Tuesday lunchtime or something, you could pick your meal from all the different vendors. And I fucking loved it. A little pizza hut pizza, a couple of bits of chicken from KFC and the French fries from McDonald's and then like a can of fucking Rio from one of the Asian-owned independents. Oh, <laughs> mate, you're like... You know what she's made me do before it. as well? She's made me go to KFC to get the chicken and McDonald's to get the chips. Now, if you're in a food court... <laughs> And that journey is an extra 14 yards, as long as there's no queue, because, Adam, we've discussed this before, I queue for no man banned uh, <laughs> countries. I'll queue, for I'll queue for countries, because I ain't got a fucking choice. Big queue at passport control. Right, well, we're spending the... <laughs> the we're spending the holiday arrivals. Get comfy, family. <laughs> uh, but I, I think to make someone... Dry, I mean, that is a lot, isn't it? That is a lot. If you, I mean, if you split up and you come on the podcast and be like, I'm devastated, we've split up. I mean, and you cited some of these reasons, even though I like Jade and I think she's great for you, I'd be like, I'm on your side, man. <laughs> Fucking definitely. Definitely. How are you doing otherwise? I have, I have um, I've got something amazing for you and I can't believe this is true. And I was so tempted to tweet about this last night. But... I wanted to save it and tell you now. I was going to text you this. Love right? it. Love it. So, um, a few years ago, when I first started stand-up, I worked in a nightclub called Envy. It's where Hot Water Comedy Club originally ran their gigs. And uh, the manager of Envy, really, really good mate of mine. We were very close at one point. Not quite as close now. Drifted a little bit. Still a good mate. Um when I had that car crash in January, he was one of the first people to message me. I'm like, do you need me to come and pick you up? He's a really good lad. His name's Mike. He was the manager of Envy. Still play footy with him every now and then. And he's got a younger brother who I worked with in Envy because he got the job through Mike uh, called Lee. Lee messaged me last night and said, uh, I was hoping you would, and I know this seems a little bit early in the podcast to, to do a ledge of the day, but 
I, I'm going to do it anyway. There's, there's mischief you, afoot, guys, because what you can't see is the look of really like pent up glee in Adam's face. It's worrying, slightly worrying. I've got a surprise for you, and it looks evil. <laughs> so it's not evil. It's fun. It's unbelievable. Oh, I love it. So Mike and Lee's mum is going to be our ledge of the day today. Okay. Right. Now I, I've I've met um, Denise. Her name is. I've I've met Denise a few times. She's lovely. I've spent. I've had a Halloween party in their house. Like they were running it. I wasn't running it in their house. Um, but we we had Halloween in their house one time. She's great. She used to come to the comedy a bit. And obviously, I've met her through Mike and Lee. Denise, Denise Drummond, I believe is her surname. Right, because that's her surname. She's the one who found Chanel. Fucking hell! <laughs> Chanel! Oh. oh, I knew you fucking knew her. It's only how many degrees of separation is that? Uh, when we fucking played that the first time last week, I was like, I bet you know her. And you were like, hey, yeah, you fucking prick. Two degrees of separation and you basically, you're Chanel's best mate. <laughs> so I got a message last night from Lee, which said, hi, Adam, bit behind on a podcast, just up to Chanel in number 41. Just wondering if you could give a shout out to me mum, Denise, on the podcast and maybe make her your ledge of the day. She was the one that found Chanel. She found it knocking on her bathroom window saying hello over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so Chanel was at the... Chanel, Denise has gone for a shit and she can just say, hello? 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 At the frosted bathroom window and she's like, oh, right, okay, really high-pitched, rapey fucking Cockney guy. Hello? Hello? Is she managed to coax it in to the window and reunite it with their owner. Here's a pic of the parrot on the window ledge. So, can you see that? That is an African grey. It's an African grey right outside the bathroom window. Please now, WhatsApp me that. Please WhatsApp oh, me that. I will do. So, I was like, fuck off. This isn't fucking real. And he was like, I swear to God it is. And I was like, no way, no way. So, he sent me another photo of his mum holding Chanel. As you can see there. Does Denise <laughs> live near a <the> canal? <laughs> she fucking must do. She must have. She's gone to towards the canal. <laughs> so I said, it'll be on tomorrow's episode. I swear to God, Dan will love this. Um, <laughs> and he said, thanks, man. Some of the family were a bit pissed off because Chanel's owner uh, hasn't given a shout out or anything. Hasn't said thanks, Denise, for finding me fucking African grey. Um, and I said, well, I'll tell a story. I'll make sure that your ma gets her name out there. Denise, you're our legend of the month. You found Chanel. Chanel. I can't believe, can't believe this is true. Um, and Lee said, thanks. I'll get you both a few beers when we're not all grounded. Oh. So our legend of the day, month, year is Denise because Chanel fucking knocked on her window. Mate, how is she? How? Is Chanel's mum, Chanel, Ch Chanel intern, she's a bit cray-cray though, isn't she? So when you're like, I can't believe she's yeah. not giving you a shout out. She seems a bit like she's away with her own, you know. Yeah. So I think... She's a bit fucking weird. She does an American <laughs> accent in her videos. I know, I've watched them. I found Chanel beep and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. She's a bit fucking weird. Do you know when that happens, that shit, it, it's a weird one because... You see the videos, like that Twitter video went up and it's hilarious. And then the one where she's found it, you're like, oh, and then you're kind of relieved and it gets way less funny. And then the third one is like the update the next day because they're, because Chanel's owner has gone, oh, wow, I've got this thousand, many thousand fucking retweets. I better do an update. And by the third one, you're like, yeah, I've gone right off you. <laughs> by the first one, you're like, oh my God, she's lost the power. No, she seems a bit weird, but we've got to find a parrot. Literally you, within a minute, you've watched all three videos and by the end you're like oh what a knob um. <laughs> yeah and do you know what I reckon if on the day this happened right when we covered it first on the podcast if we'd have gone she seems like a knob that woman we'd have lost about a thousand listeners people would have been gone I'll fucking notice that she's lost the fucking paddock and they're calling her a knobhead and I reckon if anything now there's going to be people sending other people this podcast going these think she's a knobhead as well <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then to not thank Denise adds a layer to it you're like yeah 
Fucking yeah. parrot owning rat. I reckon she should literally have to get. <laughs> you fucking parrot. Oh, I reckon she should have to give Denise a literal shout out. She should have to go into the streets crying, doing a selfie video, going, The thing is, I lost my party and I forgot to thank <laughs> Full volume. Shut up! No, but Denise. Denise, she's a mother of three. She lives by the canal. Denise! She's an, Eng- she's an English brunette. <laughs> I might. She might be an English grey, but she might use hair dye. I mean, she looks brunette anyway. Denise. <laughs> oh, and then I want all the fucking Jurassic Park, and I want the Lilo and Stitch, all the fucking little gifts that come out of the little videos. Denise. Now then, lids, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo, and after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40 so even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger soup up the wheels get them sorted if you park like a bell end get them tidied up make them look smarter go the full hog get them jazzed up get them glitzy get them gold just live your life through your alloy wheels they can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart they use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating diamond cutting painting new tires acid stripping and shot blasting tire fitting and removal they do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service they also do insurance work these guys have got amazing reviews online come and get your wheels souped up changed and refurbished and this is the best bit all have a word listeners will receive 25% off everything I'm going I'm getting my saving these guys are amazing Trans Alloy Wheels Limited get them on Facebook Insta online the lot nice one lids I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have a Word with Adam and Dave. Uh, so you just said Mike said he's going to buy some beers. Is that right? Lee said, yeah. Lee. Gonna get us, so gonna Mike get used us to be the manager. Right. Mike was the manager. And um, like Lee's a Mason man as well. But like I was, I was very close to Mike for a while. Lee's the one who messaged me. Um, we, uh, we got an email asking from Mark saying I can't wait to get smashed with the boys um, Mark's in Dunblane <laughs> one of them ones where you're like every time you read it you're like oh jeez Mark from Dunblane says I can't wait post Covid to get smashed with the boys which three film TV characters would you most want to get smashed with if you could do a dream smash up and I'm not saying Lee isn't sound. Who would your dream smash up be with? Oh, now I'm this really is a big... looking forward to a night out. By the way, Adam. Oh, I've been talking to Carl about it a lot because I think by the time like bars and clubs are back open, I think Carl's going to be back. So I'm going to have me best mate back after not seeing him for a year and not being allowed to have a proper drink for months, and they're going to coincide. And I'm booking. An ambulance, a booper ambulance <laughs> in advance. I'm gonna say a night off. I'm booking <laughs> and in I'm booking medical help. <laughs> Where I where's wish. your where's your brother in the world at the moment? Is he around? He's uh, he lives with my dad, yeah, around a couple, two streets away. Mate, can I maybe not for the first mashup with the boys from back in the day, but can I come for the second one? Because yeah. I I wanna live. Adam, I want to live. Even though this is like a, this is a real life. Be free, you know you can have it all. Um, <laughs> even though this is a really good, silly, straight on point question, and I appreciate it, Mark. In my head, when you when I read it out, which three any film or TV characters would you most like to go and go drinking with? In my head, I was like Mike, Lee, and Denise would be fine. That's how starved of. <laughs> 
a boozy one I am I'm like I oh, will go with Lee and, my, and the fucking mum I'm drawing a blank you know because uh, this is the type of question that I take seriously so I'd like 24 hours prep on this do you want to have like a little that is come back honestly that is absolutely fine should we just put a pin in it yeah oh, let hot. me have a little note I tell you what We'll do ours tomorrow. We'll both do ours tomorrow. And in the meantime, anyone listening, if you've got any suggestions, send them in. Tweet us, email us, whatever you want. Have a word pod everywhere. Your top three. So it's the characters, isn't it? It's not the actors. It's the characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's saying yeah, ca- yeah. characters. My, my, I know where my, my, head, my head always goes straight to animation first. So I know where my, he- my head went. But let's right. see your... See, if it, was, if it was actors, I would go... Joey Ross and Chandler from Friends, but but the actors, not the characters. <laughs> that was a really special moment. Then, if I was going actors, I'd go these three characters. <laughs> no, but I'd go Schwimmer, the, I'd go Schwimmer, LeBlanc, and Perry. Yeah, just because I like I was obsessed with Friends growing up. I don't watch it quite as much anymore. I still watch a couple of episodes a day, um, but I used to watch it. I used to come home from school before I had friends on Netflix and the box set. I used to come home from school and it was on E4. And this is how obsessed I was with that program. There'd be an episode on E4 at 4 p.m. and another one at half four. And I'd watch both of them. And then I'd watch them again on E4 plus one. Fucking Sad, man, isn't it? How, are you, how have you ended up being the comedian that you are? Because with that sort of like apprenticeship in comedy, you can end up being a fucking beige comedian. No, I'm not slagging off friends, <laughs> but it's hardly cutting edge, is it? No. I like I, I don't mind like a I grew up with sort of sort of what what comedians would call hacky sitcoms. Do you know what other sitcom I love? And I really love it. And I know it's not the best I know it's not Curb Your Enthusiasm you say my family no oh. <laughs> I was just in my head going how beige is he gonna go two pints of lager and a packet of crisp <coughs> oh Christ I love it and do you know what mine and Carl's friendship was built on the love of those two sitcoms friends and two pints and one night I was at the comedy store in Manchester I was only at open spot this was a couple of years into doing comedy and I'd said to Carl and another mate of ours, Sean, who worked at Baby Blue, why don't you come with me? I'll get you two comp tickets, watch the show. It's a great bill. Adam Bloom was on. Tom Stade was on. Coppinger was comparing. Um, I can't remember the others. And I think Imran Yusuf might have been on as well. But I brought them over. So I gave Carl and me other mates, Sean, um, their comp tickets. And I went down into the green room and Adam Bloom had brought a guest with him that night and it was Ralph Little from Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisp. Yep. So I, yep. I, I just excused myself. I played it cool. I was like, oh, hi, Ralph. I, n- nice to meet you, mate. And, but like, I was a young lad at the time and the kid in me who'd grown up watching him in Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisp was like, holy fucking shit. I was so starstruck. And I went upstairs to Carl and I went, lad, lad, lad. He was at the queue in the bar. I was like, lad, you got to look, look at me. Guess who's downstairs? And he went to, and I went, Johnny, which is the name of Ralph Little's character in Two Pints Lager and a Pack of Crisp. And he went, Johnny Schumacher, <laughs> a mutual friend of ours. And I went, no, 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 Johnny. Like, Ralph Little is in the green room. And that night after the show, loads of us went out for a drink. Me, Carl, Sean, Stade, Coppinger, Bloom and Ralph Little and me and Carl got to live out this fantasy of going for a pint with Johnny Keogh from Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisp and to this day one of the best nights of my life did you did you keep it cool enough or did you go uh, can I tell you something did you do that thing because there's there's been I'm going mate I'm a big fan and I loved it so I just want to let you know being sound but it's great fun having a drink but I loved I used to watch it all the time but then there's a level up where you where I've seen comedians do it where you're like what are you saying out loud with your fucking face no, I, I, I'm, I'm quite cool. good at that I did I did I did well with it I went because when we first come up we didn't know whether they were all going to come on the night out with us which they ended up doing but I just went, Ralph, because I'd spoke to him a few times downstairs. Now, at that time, he was thinking of starting to do stand-up. All right, Ralph yeah, Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was considering it. Um, 
I said, Ralph, uh, just got to let you know, mate, two pints lag and a pack of crisp. Me and me, me, mate, we used to watch that a lot. I'll be honest with you. Like, we're such good friends because we both love that program so much. And it just, it'd mean a lot to us if we could just get a quick photo. Yes. Yeah. It's a big deal to us. And he went, yeah, of course, no problem. And the funniest part of that night, now I'm literally, I've, at this point, I've been in stand up 18 months, two years, something like that. Um, and nobody, no video viral, no profile at all. But I'd had a good set that night. I'd had a really good one. We stood at the bar, all of us, and there's people keep coming over to Ralph going, oh my God, you were in the royal family. Oh my God, whatever. And this girl come over and tapped Ralph Little on the shoulder. And he went, hi, you love. And she went, could you just get the Scouse lad for us? Because we thought he was really good. And yes. Ralph Little fell apart laughing because he literally as she tapped him he went to put his arm around her to get a photo because that's what people have been doing all night so he went to put his arm around her and she just went could you just get the scout slags we thought he was dead good <laughs> so funny what a great moment a fucking when you're coming up those little moments are like that's gonna yeah. keep me going for two years I think comedians oh, have gone if, well I'm telling you right now the other side of that is the other side the other Guy from Two Pints of Lagan and Practice, Gaz, who is Will Meller. Yeah. He will be at my three tomorrow. Defo. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's there's one of me three. The character. The character. Gaz from Two Pints. All right, all right. If yeah. you want to throw in, before we do tomorrow, we'll read out some of the best ones. When Adam, the other day, did his five celebrities that he'd happily let his missus back, a couple of people tried to do them, and it was it was a list of five, and it was getting fucking weird. <laughs> Three well-known characters from television or film or literature, if you're being a bellend, who you'd like to go and get smashed. And you've got to think about your relationship to them and also how they're going to get on. There's four of you. Great drinking numbers. Four. I can tell you right now. It's a sad wedding one, and a good fucking stag do. Go on. If you let me pick one female character that I get to have sex with, I've got that. I know that. No. No, that's not, that's not in the game. It's not who you want to bang as well. That's a it's Alice Morgan from Luther. You know the murderer from Luther? The crazy one. Oh, I'd well, love yeah. her to fucking murder me, you know. We have not been watching the same TV. Um, little side note, have you watched Gangs of London that came out just recently and everyone's talking about... No, everyone's going on about it, but... Oh, Jesus, it's quite good now. They know how to do someone getting shot in the face. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the, the, spoilers! It was one of them... That is no spoiler. That is about 25, 25% of episode two or three is just murder. Um... There are some fight scenes and and just murder scenes that are, I was I was like oh, I'm not watching it not seeing the first episode and Sam and Laura were watching it and you know when you're like that's ah, fine I'm just going fucking dicking around on my phone and then my phone was getting less and less attention and that was getting more, and it so it drew me in so much and they were like do you want to do you want to pause this so you can watch the first episode I was like no nah, no nah, I'm in keep going someone might get murdered really well soon so I uh, yeah Gangs of New York if you want uh, Gangs fucking hell. Not Gangs of New York. Gangs, Gangs of, London. of London is on Sky at the moment. I honestly think if you, when you see a celebrity, you've got a, just be cool to a certain extent in it. Just don't be a bell end. I know you're excited. I know it's a fucking selfie opportunity, but don't be a, a bell. Just try not to be a bell end and think. Oh, I wonder if they don't want me to go over. They definitely don't want you to go over. If it's definitely your hero, I'm not shitting on your parade. But don't be a bell about it. But there's something about comedians being cringy with more famous comedians that makes me want to eat my own face cringing. I saw, I've seen this happen twice, once to Russell Howard and once to Kevin Bridges, who were two of the, what, bigger names in British stand-up. I'd say, like, pretty much as big as they get. Bridges, Russell Howard, they're in that top tier of guy, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And they'll come down to, like, circuit comedy clubs occasionally to test out some new material. And uh, I've seen this happen with loads. Of, and it, uh, most of the time, the comics are cool. Kevin Bridges... Uh, was in Birmingham Russell Howard came down to Bath because he's uh, originally from around Bristol and one of the just sat chatting dead normal Mark Olver's on who's his good mate and the headline act not a new guy a headline act who was I think he's about 55 just lulling the conversation went Russell can I get a selfie and I don't know why it made me cringe I just like 
We're in a dressing room, mate. We're in a fucking dressing room, and you're the headliner, and you're fucking 20 years older than him. Just behave, you weird cunt. So there was this moment where me and Mark Hall were like, oh, God, are you, uh, you... It was unspoken. I was like, are you cringing? And Russell Howard is a dead nice guy. He went, yep, but it was the pause. It was the pause before he said, yeah, I could tell he was thinking, fuck my life. The one in Birmingham, one of the other acts, again, lulling the conversation, Kevin Bridges is doing the middle 20 on the Friday and the Saturday. Friday night, the compare, guy from down south, should know better. Again, older than Bridges. So we're all just chatting normally, like Kevin Bridges isn't one of the biggest names in stand-up. And then this guy goes, in a lull, goes, so, Kev, what's it like to be a comedy superstar? (laughs) (laughs) I just stood I don't know what happened after that, because I stood up and walked out the fucking door. Because my my spine started contorting like, oh, God. I've got something. I've been listening to the Parapod a lot recently. So some people will remember we've mentioned this a few times. The Parapod is a podcast done by uh, a, a couple of friends of ours who are also comics uh, called Ian Boldsworth and Barry Dodds. It's about like ghosts and the paranormal and conspiracies and mysteries and whatever. Um, Barry, who I adore and is a good mate of yours, he's a lovely lad. But he is a bit hapless at times, isn't he? He's just a bit hapless. And it was on the podcast the other day. Do you know what Barry Dodd said when he met Buzz Aldrin? Buzz Aldrin, who accompanied Neil Armstrong and was the second man to ever step foot on the moon. What do you think? Just have a guess at what Barry might have said to Buzz Aldrin. It's not going to be something that makes Barry look like an insightful, intelligent person. No. It's not. Barry's you know got a tendency of just going, yeah, I've just thought this. Let me tell you what it is. Go on. He went, um, what's the moon like? <laughs> <laughs> what's the moon like? <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Barry. Poor old Buzz. I mean, oh. as if Buzz, Buzz Aldrin's not Buzz, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin's not, not like ever thought. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Fuck, I should have maybe written a book about that or done talks on it or something. Oh yeah, people might be interested. Like most fucking obvious thing ever. Oh Baz, do you know what I feel like a little bit sham laughing at him? Although it is a classic Barry Dodds. It, <laughs> it's because the moonlight. Because he fucking he listens to this pod. He listens to this pod, and he signed up to the Patreon, which he didn't have to do, and I don't think any other comedian's done. But Baz, if you're listening, and I know you are, while you're fucking hoovering up for the twelfth time this week, <laughs> what's that moonlight? <laughs> I so I've been getting a bath quite a lot, right? Now, when I get a bath, it's like every three days or whatever. I get a shower one day. Shower another day, then I'm in the bath. When I'm in the bath, I put the parapod on and I just stay in the bath for like 40 minutes or whatever. And I was crying my eyes. I was in the bath the other day that on his podcast when it was revealed that he met Buzz Aldrin and said, What's the moon like? <laughs> Shit. I now we've had some suggestions of of people. People are like, can you get so-and-so on? And we've sort of said we will, and I think it is the plan. But right now in the shutdown, that sounds easy, but it's actually a, a bit of a fucking ball. Like, but our plan is, isn't it, to get to get guests in studio post-shutdown to actually get guests in studio. I yeah, think so Kay Curd would be great. I think Becky Heron would be really good from fucking licking bumhole fame like someone tweeted. But Barry, Barry would be gold. It'd be amazing. And I, I think you're absolutely right with that. A couple of people have me- messaged us, like uh, you mentioned, you might be getting guests on at some point. It's worth us saying that there's a lot of podcasts at the minute that have gone, right, we're doing this, that, and the other, and they're getting guests on. And I've been a guest on some of them. And I've had, I woke up to a few messages today. And you know, when you wake up and you're a bit fuzzy, I messaged one and I actually, I, I messaged them again before and said, was that message okay? Because someone asked me to do their podcast and I was like I can't be bothered that's what I said I said I can't be bothered I don't want to do it it's hard I just want to be honest to build chemistry over a camera 
And this podcast is built on us clearly being good mates and knowing each other and having a laugh. And we can do that with our with our comedy friends when they're in the room with us. And post shutdown, we can get them into a studio and it'll be fucking amazing and it'll be really, really good. And we don't want to waste guests getting them in via video link now where we'll lose that. Do you know what I mean? It's it when you start a podcast, like if you go back and listen to the that that like it's on it's on the Patreon as as content on the Patreon, the very first pilot we did, or even the Hat Radio pod we did that. You you learn some that someone's rhythm and everything. And we were getting quite good at that. You have to work on it. You have to work on going, Oh, that's funny, let me tell you this story. But but letting the story finish and then also being part of that story. That is made five times fucking harder by this Zoom malarkey. It really is. You lose so much of the natural rhythm of the chat. Like, this isn't... People aren't bothered because they're still listening and they're enjoying it. But this is hard work. I have to watch the screen and I'm trying to, like, make it so it's not just, like, Adam saying things and then me saying things. You want to make it like a conversation. But it's difficult. I'm trying... I end up clipping what Adam's saying and him... And it's because of this fucking video link. To add someone else into it is going to be so difficult when you don't know the rhythm and they're nervy because they're like, oh, fuck, I've not done these podcasts. And you're like, shit, we've got someone in. It's just too much hard work. One day, do it, though. But it just oh. And also, like, if we get, let's say Barry Dodds in right now and he's got some hilarious stories that we can tap into because the conversation goes that way, if we waste them without the chemistry via video link, when he comes on for the second time in the studio, it's we can't do them. No, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not going to be there, and I don't want to waste what is going to be really, really, really good guest episodes by doing it via this. This works at the minute with me and you, and I, I'm so looking forward to bringing some of our mates and colleagues in to this thing after the shutdown. Which, going by the government's advice, it might not be that long before the social distancing is eased enough where we can get back in a room together. I so, I would be really surprised if you're not back in this studio in my house in three weeks. Me too. Yeah, me too. I think they might push another three weeks out because I'm. Everyone's been going through it differently, but I mean, I I think because of this, because of a few things, because I've got my family here, because we've got a garden and whatever, I'm so determined with this podcast to just to to use this uh, lockdown as the as a springboard to basically better things and and I'm we, it's a lot of work like it's grind every day. Because what you don't see behind the scenes is me and Adam fucking messaging each other and it, you don't want to message too much and piss each other and up. doing four hours of video editing to get a three-minute clip out. It's <laughs> fucking time, isn't oh, it? I was, yeah. Thank fuck I've uh, updated the shit. But uh, I've got mates who haven't got this, who haven't got a podcast and they haven't, you know, they haven't got things set up as well. And fuck me, they're not in a great shape. And I think the government are going to start reacting to that like I've I've had people go, God, how long do you think it's? And you can hear it in their voice, like how long how long do you think it's going to be? Because they're desperate. The, the tide, I, I don't think it can be kept closed like this for much longer. It can't. The tide and opinion is changing. So I I'm on Twitter a lot. I spend a lot of time idly scrolling, and I hate it. And I'm addicted to this fucking cunt of a phone, but I can't help it. I can't put it down at times. I have to sometimes put my phone upstairs and go downstairs I have to because if it's downstairs and I see it I pick it up and I check my messages and whatever and then when I'm doing that I go to Twitter and I'll see a tweet and I'll laugh and I'll go oh what's the next one so yeah, for yeah, me yeah. to not use my phone I have to leave it upstairs but when I'm idly scrolling you can sort of see how opinion changes you yep. see if and when it, it does and a, a week ago especially 10 days to 2 weeks ago people were like stop being selfish cunts don't be going out. Don't be sunbathing in the park. Don't be doing this. Don't be doing that. Listen to the government. Stay in your house and we'll all be out dead soon. And there's still a few people like that, but there's a lot more quietness on that front now. And there's people going, oh, I can't wait to see me mates. And then when, when, the gov when there was rumours the other day that the government were going to let you nominate 10 people or two or three houses that you can go to, there was people going, that'll be great, won't it? Because that's what people want to do. They want the the first step of the exit strategy. And I think when the government, I think it's next week, isn't it? The government announce whether the lockdown's over or whether it's Is extended it Monday or, or Tuesday. I can't remember exactly, but I think it's. I think Monday night will make six weeks to, since the first announcement of the shutdown. And I think 
the government, if they go, no, exactly the same for another three weeks, I think a lot of people are going to go, fuck this. Now, I'm not saying I support them. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying this should all be a free-for-all and fuck the government. We can't be using our platform to encourage anything like that. I'm not saying that for one minute. But I can see that happening. I can see people getting to the end of their tether, cooped up with people, stress, in the house, can't see their friends, the tide's turning and the government's are going to have to do something about it. Yeah, and this is where politics comes into it. And basically, the in Britain, the poli- the party in charge is a, is the party of economics and the economy. So they have one eye on like we've done these bailouts and we've done a lot of help more than en- nearly any other country in the world. Like we are getting a lot of help compared to Spain. They have to ease the shutdown in Spain because they're f- people are impoverished. They're like we're on. With this is frightening how bad this is going to be. And then th- what going into a recession? They need to ease it here. They've already done a lot, but they want to be re-elected and they want to get the economy going. So I just I cannot see. I know the numbers the numbers are only just dipped and people might be listening going this is stupid because we need to keep fighting it you're like yes but if there's a huge recession and everyone's out of a fucking job people are going to die from other things like poverty so let's I think I don't I can't see it being abuse and everything like things could get really bad if this goes on much longer I I don't trust the government I don't like them I think they're selfish I think the Tory party are despicable I don't like them I've got not 1% of support for them I think they've handled this awfully I don't support 99.9999999% of things they've done I think they did a decent job financially of going look we need you all to stay in here's some money shut the fuck up I, I think they did a decent job of that and then whenever there was a problem with it they came back a few days later and whatever but people are getting angsty and it <laughs> it's going to be really really interesting part of me actually wants the government to be like nope three more weeks because I just want to see at what point people break and go fuck this I'm getting on it the thing is with being a Tory though it, it's not going to be Twitter that changes your mind because <laughs> they're like uh, we're Tories and uh, most people fucking hate us in fact when the Tories won you're like how's this happened because I've speak to a lot of people are people secretly voting Tory is it like a secret like oh no of course I'm Lib Dem there's a Tory Twitter like black Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show a picture of your Burberry fucking underpants to get on to- Tory Twitter like look at that wow just over the cock ring I've got my tweed g-string on I'm on Tory Twitter you have to show not only a horse but the deeds of ownership of it yeah the deeds of (laughs) marriage (laughs) here's my horse and here's um, uh, a wedding certificate what a lovely girl what a beautiful wife best in show 2009 (laughs) I honestly I cut I think this is what's dangerous about the Tories. I know. Do you know what? I really think they're selfish enough to be like, it's about being re-elected. And that, for me, because I'm young and because I'm not a risk, is going to be a help. I want to get shit back. I want to get out now so we can start the ball rolling on gigging and fucking working. That's important, isn't it? Oh, I think I'm... Oh, dear, I've got a three-year-old outside. No, darling, I'm doing the podcast. (laughs) I'm, I'm working, darling. She's fucking scary, man. When she's in a certain mood, never mind COVID-19, I've got a fucking three-year-old, crazy three-year-old. Daddy, I've got to ask you a question. Jesus <sighs> Christ, future Tory, my daughter, mental. Um, I, I worry that people will turn on each other, though. If they try and do another three weeks, the Tories are unpopular. They'll always be unpopular. Even when they're helping you out financially, you're still like, ah, fucking eight Tories. It's just in our... You know, if you're from kind of any anywhere near from where we're from, you're not going around going, I'm pro-Tory, it's great. But I worry that if they try and do another three weeks, everyone will just start getting fucking snipey. Because the people snipe at the government anyway, but as, as soon as someone's got a friend over, then he gets vicious. And it's going to start really causing a divide in, like, friendships, neighbourhoods. You know, like, if you push another three weeks, people are going to start disregarding it while some people are doing it, and then the nastiness comes in. And I'd, that's what I don't want. I know the threat of the virus is real, 
But let's be honest, like you don't want that awful divide where fucking friends and neighbours fall out because you were taking a fucking piss. And at the end of it, no one actually got the virus. It's just that nastiness from people perceiving you know people really not doing it properly. Well, you know, like old people are the most at risk and they've got to self-isolate and whatever, right? Let's say like an old person that isn't in a care home. 85-year-old Jimmy, right? 90-year-old Jimmy, whatever. He's got a family. He's got a daughter, a couple of sons. He's got a f like six grandkids. They've all got two each. His life is only really worth living when he gets to see them. Yeah. Right? If you're 85, 90, your grandchildren often are your be-all and end-all. And... Yeah. Because your mates you might have not died. Have much long, but you might not have that long left. No. At that age. So... If you have got, let's say, a year left, two years left, and you lose six, nine, or 12 months of that, of not being able to see your grandkids, how many old people in that situation would go, do you know what? I'd rather die six months earlier, but get to see my grandkids for that whole time. I think it's a really, really good point. I can't speak for them. I'm just, I think in my, if, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, what's the fucking point? My granddad well, did five weeks of isolation. You're 94. And my sister was visiting him through a window. My dad was the only one going in the house. And basically got so bad after four weeks. His health deteriorated in four weeks as much as it has done in two years. Because he was just yeah. trapped on his own. And it's just unhealthy. And so yeah. my dad was like, right, he's got to move in. So my dad picked him up, took him all... Like, there's not loads of stuff... And he's now living at my dad's in the front room. That is because he was trapped and isolated. And he he's he's so old that it's a bit different. It's not like an 80-year-old where you'd be like, well, you're quite youthful in some senses, but you are definitely at risk. He's super old, but he was like, fucking just get me out of here. Can't do it. Five weeks. He's it, My grand died 20 years ago, but he couldn't do five weeks just stuck in the house. How can you enforce another three weeks? It, and I'm... And anyone's listening going, it's ridiculous this. You can't just abandon it. No, we're not saying that. But I feel no. some measure... It's got to go down a gear, hasn't it, I think, for people's it's psychology. It's got to go down a gear. But also the problem is, it's not just another three weeks. If they come out and said, I think people could handle that. If the government come out and went, right, in three, we need another three weeks of total lockdown. That's what we need. And then in three weeks, you'll be able to go to three other houses. But for the next three weeks, we need you to keep doing what you're doing because it's fucking working. Yeah. But in three weeks, you'll get this. I think that's what people need from the government now. It's not just three weeks are the same. Shut the fuck up and go away. We need to know in three weeks time, what's the next step? I think people could handle another three weeks of this as long as they know there's light at the end of the tunnel. Because at the minute, we're not being shown that light. It's just keep walking in this fucking tunnel. And yeah. hope there's a light at some point. There's a lot That's of trust in it. It's a lot of trust in a government you don't trust. Yeah. Like, um, well, I, trust me, we are doing the right things. I mean, ignore the fact that six weeks ago, I was openly showing off about shaking hands with COVID-19 sufferers, and then I nearly died in intensive care because I'm a fucking bellend. But trust me, blindly, we'll keep going. It's really hard to trust them. But if there's that, like, carrot at the end of the stick, maybe yeah. that'll be enough. <sighs> That was quite a, an informed debate. Well, are we become a, a political podcast? Should we? No. Should we change? Should we change our category on iTunes? Because I think the comedy the comedy chart is quite competitive. Oh but my fuck God. me, we could fly up that political one. Dan and Adam's comedy career. Adam doing topical. Dan. Doing political. Adam doing jokes about Brexit. So, uh, enough of that. Opinions. Um, Back to the comedy, specifically uh, Vauxhall Comedy Club. <laughs>
Doing these adverts makes me want to go to Vauxhall Comedy Club so much. When the shutdown is over, when we're free, when venues are open again, if you like comedy and you're in London, or if you're visiting the Big Smoke, go and watch some live stand-up at the Vauxhall Comedy Club. It's just over the water, near the West End, really central. On a Friday and Saturday night, they have an amazing offer where they do as much booze as you can get, a bottomless booze comedy night. Amazing comedians from the TV, from the circuit. It's 90 minutes, free wine, cider, beer, and it's just 25 quid. There's also a Spirit and Mixer bottomless ticket, and there's also an entry ticket that's just £10. Vauxhall Comedy Club is open Monday to Saturday, and it's right next to the amazing Vauxhall Street Food Garden. So obviously, right now, you can't go, but as soon as you can, Get down there, enjoy yourself. Adam's played it, I'm looking forward to playing it. And in the meantime, hit them up on socials, at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Instagram, at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter, and Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook. The show is 18 and over, so if you look young and fresh, take your ID, and if you look like me, fucking granddad Dave, you'll get right in. See you there, Vauxhall Comedy Club. Nice one. Two mics, two leads, and a lot of time on their hands. This is Have A Word. I nearly sang for you. I've got to stop doing that. I know it's your thing. Oh, go on. Go for it. And then you do it. It's time for Have a Word with Adam and Dan. Send us all the problems that you have with your friends. Gun them, sort them out, and fucking fix them. I really wish that one of us had written a second verse. Tune! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Gigi. So. Got some have a uh, words prepped. <clears throat> <laughs> Very serious. <clears throat> Order. So, this is from Stee in Witness. Stee, <laughs> I love it. Like, it's already a one-syllable fucking name, Steve. But he's like, I'm not fucking wasting fucking breath on... V. It's me name, no, Stee. Stephen yeah. is two syllables. But there's already a shorter version of Stephen that's Steve, and he's gone, ah, I'm not fucking, that's too long a syllable. Steve. No, but Steve is like an older name. Stay is younger, isn't it? All right. There's cool. no Stay who's 60. There's a Steve who's 60. Right. Anyway. Good point. I love it when you say things like that, like the facts, and I can't be asked arguing with it. There's no Steve under 60. I'm like, absolute horseshit. Let's just move on. <laughs> Just a quick have a word. Could you please have a word with my wife? Because she thinks it's acceptable to piss in my Stella pint glass. Disgusting! Of a night night when I'm in work. Because the lazy fuck can't be arsed walking to the toilet because it's dark. I'm sick of my water always smelling like a piss flax (laughs) even after I've washed it ten times. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready. Oh, I wasn't ready for flaps. Oh god. I think what's happening here is he's got a pint glass that he occasionally takes to bed and then he goes to work and he may be maybe he's working nights, he must be. And then she's waking up in the night. And maybe they've got a downstairs toilet and she can't be asked walking all the way down there. So she just grabs her fucking Stella glass, gets her little piss pipe out, pisses in the glass and oh. puts it back. And that means that when he goes to it, even though he swells it out and gives it a wash, he's got Ribena with a hint of pissy, pissy, flap, flap. Oh, God. Can I press all the buttons? Ah, upset me, nasty bitch. Disgusting. Um, Janelle! <laughs> Um, can I just say that it's all psychological that like if you wash a glass ten times the piss the piss smells gone and it the piss taste the hint of piss is gone but in his head he's like no because I know I can taste it no it's there oh she's dirty but I've done it I've done it but I've done it to my own I piss in the sink sometimes when I'm hungover oh come on Lad, it's so good though. You just rest your balls on the the sink. You don't need to worry about pissing on the floor or anything. You're just lazy. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And then you just do a little swill of the taps to just wash it away. That's like a little hand controlled flush. Um, (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm, might I'm, go and have one as a treat after the pod. You know, might go and have a wee in the sink. I don't, don't annoy Jade. It's just not worth it. The, there might be another three weeks of this, and I don't want you to get murdered when the podcast is doing so well. Um, <laughs> I have weed in a glass through just total hungover, fucking laziness, but it's always been my glass. I think you should. It's you know. Although then I have washed it and put it back with the other glasses. I hope Laura never hears this episode. <laughs> there are two types of Dan Nightingale. Those that admit to pissing in glasses and the ones that get murdered. Yeah. So, are you saying that she's wrong and she needs to pack it in? Or are you saying, nah, I understand it. Stay, have a way with yourself and drink out of your pissy glass, kid. I think we're all saying she's dirty and she needs to stop doing it. But I feel like a bit of a fucking hypocrite. But it's someone else's. I mean, Steve, why don't you just move your fucking Stella glass? Also, why don't you get a new Stella glass? Why? What? It's like it's like yeah, I've always got one me. for pissing, that's, one for Stella. That's I, I keep my bedtime Stella glass next to my bed. How else do you fucking sleep? Yeah, my pint of Stella. It's like, why is there always a pint of Stella next to the bed? I don't think it's a pint of Stella that he takes to bed. It's a with Stella him. Stella pint glass. Is she specifically going down... This is where I'm going to turn against her. If she specifically goes downstairs before she goes to bed to get his Stella pint glass to then take it upstairs and no! use it as a medieval piss pot... No! You fucking lunatic. He's got a Stella pint glass, but he doesn't take Stella to bed with him. He takes water in a Stella pint glass. Right, 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 right. right. You fucking weirdo. No one's taking a pint of Stella to bed. And if he is, he's a fucking legend. <laughs> <laughs> he's now one of my three for tomorrow. All bedtime Stella Stee. Stee, get back in touch with us, lad. Do you take Stella to bed water or why is the glass there? I assume you take a little water or a black currant or whatever to bed with you. And that's why it's there. Oh, there's some really some there's something very depressing about the imagery of someone going off to bed and then taking a fucking a beer to bed in a glass, not even in a can. Jade <laughs> texted me and said, if that's true, she's a fucking trampy bitch and she should live in the garden. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But she's just gonna piss in, she's just gonna piss in the sandpit. So <laughs> <laughs> the kids are like trying to build castles. Dad, the castles oh. smell of piss flaps. <laughs> I didn't tell you by the way. I'm fucking <laughs> done with me neighbour, mate. Me neighbour can get in the fucking bin. Right. Next door neighbour, right? Yeah. Usually quite sound. Say hello. Don't know them that well, but you know, say hello as they walk into their house when you catch each other, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, the other day, went to take the dog for a walk. Now, there's no fence on it. We've got like a front yard, got like a yard and a half of grass in front of all our houses, but there's no fencing at all, right? So the dog, my dog, went onto their grass to just sit and wait for Jade to come out the house who was locking the door. Yeah. While the dog was there, fucking neighbour opened their bedroom window and went, excuse me, my fucking kids play in that garden. And I went, right, okay, what's your point? She went, well, I'm not appreciative of your dog going the fucking toilet in me garden. I went, but she isn't. She went, so she's not. The dog's not going to the toilet right now. That's not what she's doing. No, she's not. She says she's not. You're telling me she's not I went no she isn't she went right sound and slammed the window fucking mouthy cunt right how thin I know you've got thin doors how thin are your walls because I'd love another text through but this time not from Jade <laughs> from the next one <laughs> like, you can fuck off with your sit down pissing dog yeah, yeah but she's a knob. the dog was oh, just fuck. sat down but you just try not to be so fucking eggy yeah just shut shut up Nasty shut bitch. up then you tell me to shut up have you never seen me before? Have you never seen a dog piss before? Dog was just sitting there waiting to go for a walk. Nasty old hag. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Show a song. Yeah, boy. Song me up. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, listen, Steve's beard. Oh, look at you. Add to the closure. We've got the closure. You're like, do you want a song? Everyone's ready for the song. Adam, let me just tie a bow on that. Let me just tie a bow on that. Just get yourself your own piss glass. Just have a glass for pissing in. Fucking hell. 
Before we do the song, those three TV or film characters that you'd like to go drinking with, either tweet them or send them into haveawordpod at gmail.com. And we'll read we'll read the best suggestions out tomorrow, as well as m- both mine and Dan's top three. We'll defo do that. I know sometimes we say we're going to do something, then we don't, but we will do that one. 100%. Um, 100%. Today's artist is called Kieran Knowles. Uh, this song is a collaboration with a talented producer in San Francisco. Uh, you can find the producer on all socials at, at stux.io. That's S-T-U-X dot I-O. And Kieran Knowles himself is uh, at K Knowles Music. So that's K-K-N-O-W-L-E-S Music. Kieran Knowles, collaboration with Stux.io. And Kieran just wants to say big up to all the key workers holding this country together. I hope everyone, including you and Dan, stay safe and keep well. Thank you, Kieran. Your songs are belter, mate. I played it earlier. I really enjoyed it. It's called The Line. Uh, go and check Kieran and his producer out, and we will see you all in the morrow. See you tomorrow. Ah, Denise. Living with the dark inside your mind. Your mind. I dig a little deeper in your heart to find the light. It's okay, we're all gonna have to fight sometimes. You know you gotta hit the lows to feel the highs But you can make it to the other side Say it to yourself and everything will be fine, yeah You can make it if you give it a try Just be patient with it, taking it one step at a time, yeah You can make it to the other side Say it to yourself and everything will be fine, yeah You can make it if you give it a try You'll be surprised what you can do and it's all on the Okay, we're all gonna have to fight sometimes